Oh God, may the words that I speak this moment be your words only. And the hearts that we bring this morning be filled with your love and your joy and your peace. In Christ we pray. Amen. A number of years ago, I read a story about a, a man and a group of people who were gathered in the community to uh, hear a person talk to them about giving to, in the community. And they had a number of folks that were there leading citizens to speak. And uh, as my friend listened, he began to build up defenses in his mind about why he shouldn't give and why he didn't need to give. And at the end, the moderator came forward and did, did a summary. And when he did, he said, the important thing is what, is what giving does to the person, what giving does to the person who gives. The important thing is what giving does for the person who gives. You know, I have thought about that question many times about giving, and, and really, why, why do I give as an individual Christian? Yes, and as a clergy, but as an individual Christian. I want to share with you a couple of suggestions about that. Um, in the first place, giving is a privilege for me because it is the only way or maybe one of the main ways that I can return to God out of all the things that God has given me. We say it so easily in the church, all things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. Uh, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And when we say these things, we believe those. But I have the feeling that the words don't really get to us until we begin to break them down. What do we really have that we've gotten from the Lord? Maybe our list would be uh, similar. Uh, maybe your list of reasons that you thank God for your blessings would be maybe the same as mine. Uh, um, the gift of life itself and breath. Uh, the life that I have, the life that you have, the breath that we breathe that keeps our life going, uh, the good earth in which we live and enjoy and receive so much from. Looking behind each of you all, I see the beauty of God's creation in every, through every one of the windows. Um, and even inside me, I am grateful for the brain that has been given to me to think, a body with, to work with, uh, a talent or two to develop into something useful, all these gifts for which neither you nor I can claim responsibility. You know, and beyond these things, we sit, we sit in this church. Uh, there are so many things that, that come to mind. Um, I don't know about you, but I find that I come to church um, differently each time. Sometimes I need forgiveness, and I find it at the altar. 
Sometimes my need is for simple strength to do what I have to do for the next few days. And I find that in the sacraments. Sometimes I feel the need just to make some contact with God in a very tangible way. And I find that in the bread and the wine. Christ's presence. All these things, too, are gifts. Gifts of God given to me. Now, to be sure, people will vary tremendously in what each one of us will make of these gifts. Uh, Our successes, our growth in using what we have been given is largely a measure uh, determined by what each of us is willing to put into them in terms of plain hard work and effort or in terms of donations. And praise God, some of us have done very well, not only in this congregation, but places that you've been and people that you know. But the gifts we have in the beginning remain gifts, things for which we are not fundamentally responsible. God is the giver, and we are the user of God's gifts. And what has that to do with our giving? Uh, I think giving for me and for you can become a privilege because it is one way that I can make a return to God for all things that he has given me. And then on the heels of that very statement, a second thing comes to mind. Giving is a privilege because it is through what I give that I am able to make myself into the kind of person I want to be. Probably you've heard this information before at different times, but it always helps me to remember. Um, there was a, a comment made uh, that surprised some people, and when people say, well, what did Jesus talk about the most? Well, a group of people decided to do a survey of that and to study it, and when they did, of course, their list, well, he talked about the love of God all the time, or the kingdom of God, or forgiveness. And this particular group began doing a research and a Bible study, and when they asked that question and began to look, um, they took out their Bibles, and these maybe were old Bibles because they had Jesus' words in red letters, the ones that maybe some of us grew up with, the old King James Version. And so what they discovered was that fully one-sixth of all the verses in the New Testament had to do with a person's possessions. One-sixth. One-third of all Jesus' parables had to do with the right use of material things. The subject Jesus talked about most was the subject of a person and his money. And he did it because... In no other way can a person's character be seen as deeply or as quickly as in seeing where the person spends his money. Someone put it this way a long time ago. If you want to know about a person's religion, don't ask him about what he believes about Jesus Christ. Ask him about his possessions. Another way of saying this same thing is 
Show me where a person spends their money and I will show you the real person. And Jesus himself put it best when in the sixth chapter of Matthew, uh, we read these words. For where your treasure is, there shall your heart be also. You see, what we do with our money, and especially that to which we give our money, is a major measure of the kind of person we are. I read a story of a poet who once gave a modern parable uh, that illustrated the fact. A certain rich man, it seemed, uh, wanted to do something good. So one day he noticed a man in a hovel on the hill near him, and he approached the man who was a carpenter and said to him, I would like to ask you to build me a home on top of the hill up there overlooking the city and spare no amount of money for the materials, for the workmanship, for the design and everything, and I will reimburse you. I want you to build this as, as beautiful a home as you can imagine. I'm going on a journey, and I hope that the house will be finished when I return. And so the man said, ah, other people have done well in building homes. They've kept a little for themselves and skimped here and there, and so why not me? Why can't I do that? I'll try to help my family and get a little ahead. So he did just that. He skimped on the material. He hired inexpensive laborers. And he finished uh, the house. He covered up some of his mistakes with paint. And then uh, the man came back and he was met by the carpenter and the carpenter handed him the keys. And he said, uh, I followed your instructions. He lied. Uh, I have completed the house you told me to build. I'm glad, the rich man said. Uh, and here are the keys. They're yours. I had you build that house for yourself. You and your family are to live in it. And that's a parable of life in so many ways. We are building the house that we live in the rest of our lives. Our character, our habits, our interest, the things we enjoy, these are built day by day, day by day. And the way we spend our money, the things to which we will give our money, is according to Jesus, a determining factor in how the house is to be finished. For where your treasure is, there shall your heart be also. And you see that that makes my giving then a, a real privilege. For my giving, I am able to make myself into the kind of person I want to be. Two other quick illustrations. When I first began my ministry at St. Mark's Church in San Antonio on the first day of the week, my then boss, Harold Gosnell, handed me a pledge card. The first thing, in, in a staff meeting, I said, oh, thank you, Bishop Gosnell, I mean, uh, Dr. Gosnell. And then later I asked him, I said, uh, tell me, Dr. Gosnell, what do, you, what do you do about your pledge? He said, oh, that's simple. He said, I give 10% to the church 
a 10% to the diocese and 10% to charity. And that was the end of the conversation. Another story, while I was at St. Mark's, I dealt with a man who was a, uh, not very well. Uh, he thought he was very rich. He talked to me about leaving millions of dollars to St. Mark's and millions of dollars to the diocese. And when he uh, died, he left his possessions to me, which was a little suitcase, and in it was some old moldy cheese, um, some, some clothes, and, a, and his checkbook. So I looked through the checkbook, and every one of the check stubs was made out to a liquor store. That's where he spent his money. That was his life. So sad. Giving is a privilege because it is one way that I can return to God of what God has given me. It is a major way I can become the kind of person that I want to be. And maybe these words are the things that Jesus had in mind when he said, very simply, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen.